Think you got what it takes to run a digital agency? Well, these guys do. Get everything you need to know about growing and scaling your business. Tips, advice, stories, and all the good stuff in between. New and exciting. Welcome to the Agency Empires Podcast, hosted by Pat Murphy and Brian Murphy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Agency Empires Episode 2. This is Pat Murphy. I also have Brian on the line. And today we're going to be talking about the best ideas for branding your agency. So um, I know I realize a lot of people here uh, that are listening to this are thinking about getting in the agency business or maybe you've already started uh, and you're still having a little bit of trouble kind of defining uh, defining what your brand looks like, like what it looks like now and can you see it, you know, three, four, five, ten years from now in the future. So we're going to be covering a few of those topics. Um, one of the things that I, you know, did want to mention is that if you haven't done it already, go ahead and subscribe. Brian and I are, uh, every week we're going to be launching uh, a new podcast for you guys talking about some of the, some of the things that we've, uh, gone through from personal experience running our own, uh, digital agency. Plus we're going to have guests and things like that. So stick around and, um, yeah, let's dive right into it. So number one, I think people should start. I mean, we should talk about the the very top. Um, the top is, you know, should I create a personal brand or should my digital agency be more of like a creative brand? Should it be a personal brand where you're branding myself, like kind of like what we did with Murphy Consulting or should it be more of a creative brand like Google? So um, there's there's a lot there that that we can talk about. Um, Brian, I, I don't want to steal any thunder there. Did you want to go ahead and, and kick things off with that topic? Yeah, right on. And I think you're right. When you're thinking about starting your agency for the first time, you know, you're in beginning stages. In fact, I had I had a potential client. He wrote me an email. Uh, this weekend his name is john and is a fairly young guy you know i would say mid-20s and he writes me an email and i'm paraphrasing but basically he says he is a top producing salesperson at one of the local former yellow page companies i guess, I guess yellow page has bought up a lot of different companies but anyway is a top producing salesperson and he says his basically looking for an agency like ours because, you know, his having trouble not putting on clients, he can put on clients fine, but then he loses the clients. So bottom line, his started, his thinking about doing this on his own. And I think that's a good scenario. So I want to take like John, for instance. So the first thing I would tell him is exactly what you said, right? So when you're right, he wants to brand his agency, what, what type of advice could you give somebody like John? I would say, John, start with your audience in mind. He says that he is having tremendous success selling to cleaning companies, HVAC companies, contractors, that sort of niche, 
Let's so you're doing branding for like general contractors? Yeah, home remodel, kitchen remodel, okay, you know, roofing even. So there's a lot there. And you're right. I mean, I, I, I'm a true believer that if you have a personal brand, you can totally leverage that at, on a different level. So if, if you're just one person and you want to brand yourself as the expert in this field, then I would go personal brand. But when starting things like this, I mean, you really have to consider the end in mind. There's a lot of uh, business owners that will start a business with the intention to sell it down the line, right? At a 3x, 10x valuation. So if you're going to sell your company, don't do a personal brand because then it's harder to sell, right? If you want to create an asset that's sellable later on where you can sell it for big money. More of a creative brand. Just do a creative brand, right? Don't don't associate it with yourself or your face or your personal image. Um, however, if you're like us and you're transparent, you want to let people know who you are, right? Because I want people to know who well, I am. Well, it's not to say creative brands aren't and transparent, but yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I'm just saying like the the power of personal branding okay. is is tremendous if you do it correctly. So bottom line, that is a, that is a big decision to make. Um, but I would say if you're just starting and testing the waters, you could go either way. At the end of the day, the logo that you give yourself and, you know, the beautiful website that you give yourself, you can have all the best branding in the world. And it does mean something. It means a whole lot, right? It's your first impression. So, so you're talking about the, there's a couple things that I and no, what you what you're saying is really good stuff there, Brian. Number one is like who you're who you are. Like, what does the brand mean to you? Is there a meaning behind it? If it's a personal brand, of course, you know you're coming from the standpoint of the authority in that particular niche or what you're doing. If it's a creative brand, what type of messaging? Are you using to kind of to kind of stand out? So all these things fit in to that brand identity that you need to to create. And then the other side of it is then marketing that brand, the brand materials, right? So you know how it looks on social, you know, social media. I would I would recommend anybody that you know, whether they choose a personal brand or creative brand, now you're going, you're moving into logo design and creation. One of the first things you want to do is document this stuff, like document what your, what your brand guidelines should be. Like, you know, what colors, what HTML colors you're using for your logo, what font type, a square version of your logo, a rectangular longer version, which is like a 1920 by 1080. And that way you have assets you can use to be able to create other assets like social media posts and things like that. So there needs to be a brand guide that you defined. And I think in that brand guide, and most, I mean, like a lot, I think a lot of businesses actually skip that process, but it's very, very important because I think it, especially for a new business, when you put everything down on paper and how everything should look, you ultimately make a decision there. Like, Hey, should I move forward to the next step? Or should I revise this? So once you have that kind of design guide put together with your logo and how you want everything to look, your fonts, it's finalized, it's approved, you love your messaging, you love the tagline, you love everything, then you can start using that 
brand uh, and start marketing that brand on social media. Like I said, on uh, on everywhere, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, so, I mean, I mean, we're getting into a lot of different topics, but I think that, you know, that is the kind of the logical step you would you would take when it comes to defining your brand identity and creating brand marketing to go along with everything. If that makes sense. It does. It does, man. It makes a lot of sense. I, in fact, everything that you just said can be summed up in, in one sentence. And I overheard this, I think I overheard this like three or four weeks ago. You were on the phone with, with one of the new subscribers and you told him in a nutshell, good branding starts from your website and then it carries over to your social media and it carries over to wherever you can be found online right? That's your brand identity. So if you're just starting <laughs> yeah. in a yeah, nutshell. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I basically, yeah, I told him to, uh, to, uh, to define the message, create the message and, uh, I can possibly help fight, fine tune it. But I think every agency has to have their own unique way to stand out. And that, that is your, in your message. 100%. It goes back to being a good marketer let's say, because you can be a design expert and you may not know how to create great branding because a lot goes into it. You really have to think about what is my message? Who am I serving? Why do they need my services, right? And you need to be able to convey all of that into your brand, into your logo, into your colors, your font, your slogan, Okay. Mm -hmm. It carries over to the whole thing. The images you use on your website, you want to be perceived as an expert in your field. Even if you're just a 19 year old kid who's just starting, or if you're somebody in their thirties who has worked for somebody else for several years and you want to go out and you want to do this on, you know, by yourself, think about number one, you know, who am I serving? Who's my target audience? Right. And start from there. And be the best at, uh, at making yourself stand out. Look at the competition, all right? Because there's probably going to be a dozen, two dozen other companies that do what you do. And out of those dozen or two dozen, there's going to be a top 20%, top two to three guys in the market who are going to stand out really well. And pay attention because they're doing it right. And you can find out more, you know, if you... Um, are technical and you look at their ads and you can find out what their ad spend is. You can find who are the, the guys that are doing it right. And basically you want to emulate great branding. You want to be able to convey your message, um, you know, right away um, and, and have it be consistent and have it be honest. Don't oversell yourself, right? Just brand yourself correctly. So there's, it's interesting, definitely an interesting topic. But that is, yeah, there's no, yeah, you know, and, and you mentioned something, um, you know, quite interesting, actually, is uh, look at what other people are kind of doing and model uh, in a way. I mean, one of the things that um, very early on, if you go and, and you learn about uh, how, to, you know, advertising and the general basics of advertising, um, product research is is a key aspect to like everything. And. If, if let's say you're an agency in Mississippi, I would go right on, you know, Facebook, different Facebook groups, um, see what, you know, who are the top 10 competitors 
are they personal brands? Are they creative brands? You know, what does their messaging look like? You know, create a top 10. What does their pricing look like? And if that is the area, the general area you are in and you strive to dominate that area, then know what everybody else is saying so you have a better way to, you know, to uh, to grow your individual messaging. Absolutely right. And and your competitive edge as well, because it's getting, you know, harder and harder to get clients if you don't have your prospecting down. So when, you know, whichever way you generate leads, you want to be able to leverage your brand, right? To be perceived as somebody who is of value, right? Somebody who can help you. So if, uh, if you're going after the roofing niche, right? And you want to be able to sell uh, lead generation services and websites and uh, other digital marketing services like social media, for instance, you need to have a brand because think about it. Who is that person more likely to buy from? Who is that business owner more likely to buy from? Just any other digital agency with a maybe fancy or creative name, or are they going to buy from the guy who has case studies of roofers and the guy who has a website that says we help roofers get more business, right? So it's really all about that. And there's a, there's a lot of different strategies, a lot of different territories, but overall, I would say as long as your message is created in a way to make an impact on your target audience, I, I think that's the most important thing to think about. And then it all goes, you know, it all goes back from there. Right. I mean, it, it'll, your brand basically uh, gets defined as, you know, you acquire more experience as time goes on, as you discover and learn more things, um, things get to get put into perspective a little bit better. I remember Brian and I, when we first, uh, when we first started, we, this was before our very first subscription project when we decided to uh, go off and do things on our own. We were fooling around with a brand called My E Trooper. Remember that, Brian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were at the beach and we were thinking about, uh, I don't know why we even thought that, but I thought it was just so cool. The concept of like online soldier type of guy getting things done. It was like, honestly, pretty stupid, but <laughs> yeah. it turned into... Ended up turning into because of that our first brand, which was Custom A Design, which um, you actually ended up coming coming up with that several weeks after. I think you probably hated my first name so much that that <laughs> ended up being it. And I said, "Yeah, well, you know what? That actually sounds pretty good." And what I liked about it was it almost looked like custom made design. I mean, a lot of people thought it actually read that, even though it was custom A design. I mean, it worked out really well. And that business got us multiple six figures of, of income. That was amazing. Every month. And that worked out really well. And we, I don't think we even had our, at that point in time, really what our long-term strategy was. It was too new. We were too new in business. We didn't know what we were doing. It was just custom A design. Do you know what that was? The story is, um, as soon as I found out that Vico was pregnant, I immediately, while I was still working, I created that logo. I literally, I don't know what I was thinking. I grabbed like a yellow pad 
And I just started sketching shit and um, I came up with it, you know, custom A design. And the first logo. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember was, that. It was like an A and it had a, a red thing around it. I didn't know what it was. All I knew is in order for me to start selling websites and digital services, which is what I knew how to do, um, I needed to do it under a brand, under a website. At least I had that much common sense. And you know, from there, it kind of took off, right? And then we had to do our other brand, right? And locally. So what you're saying is totally true. I mean, you may start off as one thing, but then you pivot towards another thing. You may not know what you're doing. You may have a general idea of what your business plan is. <laughs> and you should have a business plan, by the way. But when you're starting you need to be able to give yourself the room to grow. All right. So right. pick something that looks great. I think to some extent, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. I mean, really the, your brand is that, remember the brand is your emotional, that emotional connection to you from your client, from your audience. Like when you say Apple, what do you feel? You know, when you say Android, you know, for all, for all the Apple lovers up out there, if you say Android, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get you in that, uh, in that, in that right set of, you know, mind frame. But if you say Apple, it makes you feel all good. So it's, <laughs> is that, is that the, the theory? If you say Apple, it makes you feel good. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not some Apple fanboy. I will say I do use Apple. I do use some Apple products. No, I get it. I get it. Um, I'm just busting. But I'm like, it's, what I'm saying, it's like, it's that emotional attachment. What is the message? What do you feel? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you look, you look at the great brands of the world right now and you know, you, you'll see, okay, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, you know, Apple, name any big, big brand in technology, right? Google, Slack, there's so many examples, Skype. So you could think of, look at their logos, look at the way that they, Facebook is another one, look at LinkedIn. So there's so many out there and do your research on that because it is important. Um, there is a difference. And branding, right? You can tell if this is an app or if this is a service or, 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 or what the heck this is, right? So you have to be able to really convey that. And, um, you know, you should, you should have a slick looking logo. That's, that's for sure. You know, that, cause that's where it starts. If you have a, a crappy looking logo, you should probably <laughs> yeah. redo it because you can't really build on that. And then fonts, fonts are so important right? Need to be uh, very readable from your website. So all of this stuff is, you know, it's small details, but you have to take it into consideration. Ultimately, uh, what you were talking about, Pat, the, the branding guide, that's something that we have, we can put out a link there to that. And the guide, basically, if you fill it out, it'll give you the answers that you're looking for, right? Help you identify your brand. But it, it is very important. How many times have we redone our website, Pat? Over the years? I mean, I think it's almost like a yearly thing. We do something new to it. We've been evolving it as our business has evolved. And, you know, this is one of the important things. I, I think for a lot of these newer agencies as well, there's something really attractive about personal brands and the concept of creating a personal brand and 
then branding packages or branding services under your personal brand. And as an agency, I think that's very powerful. For instance, if you had a brand and you help roofers and you had everything that talked about increasing ROI as a marketing agency, delivering results for roofers, I would have different packages, like maybe two or three different packages that you offer that you can brand. So it has a name, like for instance, like just, just so you understand the concept, like McDonald's, McDonald's, like when you, when I say Big Mac, it's like automatic. Oh, that's from McDonald's. Big Mac is a product from McDonald's. It's not a hamburger. It's a Big Mac. You know, I think it's the same type of concept with creating packages for your personal brand. In other words, 100%. Don't just sell the hamburger sell the Big Mac. Mm hmm. Sell your version of the product. Sell your version of the product under your personal brand. I think that's. I think that would probably be the way to go in most cases. But again, if you're if you have a big vision, Apple Apple it, doesn't sell computers. They sell Macs. They sell Macs. Exactly. Branding on a product level almost becomes more important than branding for your own brand. I mean, they, obviously they're they're equal, but as you grow, you you start branding your products and services. And that could be, I mean, we can get into a, a whole nother topic on that, but that's exactly why um, I, you know, I believe packages are the way to go in most cases when it comes to selling your product, aside from offering the transparency, if people have a great experience and you get the word out there, then people start to recognize the name, recognize the package name and associate that with your name your brand and we're doing a little we did a little bit of that on our own website and we've done that throughout the years even in our our past brand i think that's probably one of the reasons why it's been easy for us to transition so quickly and make pivots so quickly in our business 100 i mean there's a lot of things that you touched on that is the starting point because you only get one chance for a first impression and you want to be able to do it with the user in mind, you know, make sure that that user, their first impression of you, um, you get the reaction that you want to have. I'll do this a lot. You know, I'll make a change to our website and then I'll show it to uh, everybody. Right. And I'll say, hey, what do you think? And, you know, I'll, I'll get the feedback. Um, a lot of the changes are going to come from the feedback of the customers. So this is not like a, a, a one and done thing, right? It's more of like a foundational thing, but your offer, your brand uh, is constantly evolving. It's a living thing. And, you know, just like with, with Murphy uh, Consulting, I mean, we are constantly adding to that and, and we're doing it based on the feedback of the users. Right. We had users who told us, hey, what, you know, do you do anything for sales? Boom. We released a sales cent uh, center sales course. Uh, we got that. Right. So uh, people asked for, oh, hey, can I get quotes inside of my um, dashboard? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Right. And so the best feedback that you're going to get is going to come from your users ultimately. So you want to be a, um, a user driven company. Right. You want to be a marketing company, essentially. Um, but the branding is, is super important. 
And once you have that in place, you know, let's say you've got, get your checklist, right? You got to have your website, you got to have your Facebook, you got to have your LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. I don't, I don't really, I'm not big on Twitter. I don't have a presence. Oh, Twitter is huge. Twitter is big. I know, uh, you know, you're personally not into it, but uh, Twitter's Twitter's huge because there's a lot of people that would tweet, um, you know, need help getting leads or I need help or I need help with my broken website. They'll tweet things and you can capture those mentions and and get back to them. So Twitter could be huge as well. I would I would basically put it on everything, put it on all the main social media sites. You should have as many profiles open as possible anyway. You're right. I mean, you're the marketing guy. Well, you know, if you tell me that's that's the way we need it, I'm more I'm more like a uh, like a fisherman, right? I want to have that nice <laughs> website. I want to have that nice landing page. You know, I'm working my clients. You're the big from, thinker, Brian. You're the big thinker. CRM. Yeah, I am. But you're you're the technical thinker. Uh, it's funny because sometimes we'll we'll want to get to the same conclusion, but we have different ways of getting there. So it's, it's interesting. But yeah, at the end of the day, as long as you've got that that brand, and here's the thing: you just can't have a nice brand and not do anything with it. It's funny, you know. I talk to hundreds of agency owners every month. I would say, and the amount of people just doing absolutely nothing in the middle of the pandemic, it's, it astonishes me, right? And I get it. Times are tough, but, you know, just because you have a website and, you know, you you rank on SEO and you may get a handful of projects every month, it, it's up to you if that makes you content. But if you are hurting and you want to be able to bring in more clients, you got to fix up your brand and you got to have good prospecting. You got to have a good way to be able to build a list of people, um, a targeted list of people in your niche that you can ultimately help and hopefully identify prospective clients from and generate customers from ultimately. And that's a whole different conversation, but that is definitely a you know step two. Step one, get your brand. Step two, get your prospecting system in, into place. So I'm not sure if you want to save that for another podcast, Pat. Step three, don't be a lazy bones. Don't be lazy don't bones. Don't be lazy bones. Get the work done. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Exactly. So I mean, you gotta, you gotta really uh, push hard. You gotta want it more than anybody else. I mean, that is it, right? Because if not, then you already lost. So if you're, you know, going back to the personal brand, once you define your brand, get your messaging straight, create your social media assets, get it out everywhere, get it out everywhere, as many places as possible, pick up the phone, make phone calls, uh, create PDFs, branded PDFs with value material, get a Calendly so you can take appointments. So do the obvious things that you would need to be able to book phone calls for yourself. When you go inside and uh, you look, you go to your, your car dealership, your local car dealership, they got pamphlets and brochures and a guy that comes up to you and explains what's cool about the new car. So you should have pamphlets, create digital pamphlets for your business. Create a sales letter, you as the owner talking to your niche audience, right? And then brand those materials with your logo. That way you can give them out to everybody. Anytime uh, there's an interested prospect, they get the message, they get the PDF, they get the branded guidelines that you want them to see. So 
it's it's about keeping consistent and keeping that brand message on everything. If you're creating it for social media, great. Also create it for the footer of your email, brand documents, everything. So it, it just engraves in people's minds, oh, this is my this is my brand. That's the name. You know, I recognize that name. People aren't going to recognize the name when they see it for the first time. I mean, on, I think on average, I don't know where I heard this, but it was like seven or eight times. There needs to be like seven or eight touch points for somebody to actually, you know, convert, which I believe is is somewhat definitely true around that number, sometimes more. It's way more for me. I just looked at the way more the touch points yeah. in close and uh, oh man, I, some people it's uh, dozens of touch points. It's never under 12, right? Never under 12. It, it's, I've had touch points. I've had like 400 touch points sometimes with a customer before I can close the deal. But they know who you are from day two, right? Like they get an email, another email, another has the branded logo, Yeah, has the it, call to action. It's in everything. I mean, most of the time it's, you only have four seconds when you are on the, on the phone with a potential customer, you've got four seconds for them to gather a first impression of you and they will, whether you like it or not. So, you know, the tighter your branding, the more concise your language is, the uh, clarity of your message, what you say immediately, the first words that come out of your mouth, right? The first email that they see, when they, when they book your Calendly, you should have links or, or uh, redirecting them back to your website. Um, so there's all of that it creates a first impression. And, you know, I've experienced this firsthand where, you know, clients that I sold years ago, I'll try to bring them back and, and sell them on, on the subscription service. And it just won't be, it won't be successful, right? Because we've already created that first impression. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's much easier to acquire new customers and have them get a first impression of you and close within, you know, that, that 12, 15, 16, 20 touch points, whatever it is. Um, that's the, that's really the best way to do it. And the way to do it is by just creating instant rapport whether that person finds you on social media, whether you're, you know, they're a referral or if they found you on search, uh, if you're doing Google ads, if you cold called the person, right, right from a, a Google list or whatever, uh, you need to be able to make sure that everything is in sync, you know, who you are, your company and what you do, those three things. And then when that person receives that first email from you, Oh, okay. It's consistent. Oh, here's their logo. And they check out your website. And guess what? It's consistent. So you want to have consistency of branding and messaging and color and everything throughout that user experience from the time they become a prospect to the time they become a customer. And more importantly, on the back end, once they're a customer, you know, the type of reporting that you do, the type of emails you send them. Um, you know, the type of service phone calls, you know, you call them, make sure they're doing okay, make sure they're all right, that type of thing. So um, I'm a big believer in, in having a strong brand, right? Because um, I know the power of it. 
Um, you're going to be able to generate millions and millions of dollars with your branding if you do it correctly, right? And especially if you're selling and you're getting customers uh, and you're doing their lead gen campaigns or some form of digital marketing uh, and you're taking recurring payments, it's even more important to have strong branding, right? And that's where more and more agencies are going nowadays into that model. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole lot of stuff to actually think about, guys. I mean, the whole topic about branding in general, it can be as long as you want to make it, basically, or as short as you want to make it. I think you guys should, anybody thinking about starting an agency for the first time, should just go ahead and do it. And eventually, you know, mold your agency, fine tune your messaging, and then go on from there. Just recently, Brian and I, we, we went through a small branding change on the on the Murphy brand. We rebranded our logo. We went from a blue to a emerald green about, I would say, maybe four or five months ago. Yeah. Is that about? So <laughs> I actually, I really like the emerald green. I, you know, I was really stuck and I love that blue color for so long, but it just makes, it makes sense. Brian and I were talking to our dad about it. And he's like, why isn't it green? It's Murphy. Murphy's Irish. It should be green. <laughs> and we were like, at first I was so hesitant to do it. And I think Brian, you love the idea right away. You're like, yeah, it should be green. No, I was, I was hesitant as well. Um, that was a two year battle for dad um, to get us to change it to green. And, you know, part of it was, I wasn't taking him seriously. Part of it was, okay. You know, I, I was with dad one day. I just wanted to make him happy. So I, I talked to Angelo and I said, Hey, you know, give me a rendition of this in green. And he gave me six different versions of, of the Murphy consulting logo and green. And none of them looked right. But since I had six different versions, I could play around with the colors and I started researching green and dude, did you know there's like, a, there's like hundreds of different colors of green. So we have two specific colors. I think, um, I know one of them is Irish emerald green and the other shoot, I forgot, but it's, it's a very specific green. Uh -huh. And, um, I picked those out and they, they look phenomenal. Um, and I fell in love with it ever since, but yeah, it took that two years <laughs> to convince us to change it much. Uh, yeah, much better than the blue, I would think. And then yeah. after we did that, then we, had, then we ended up changing the website. We started using that same green throughout just to keep kind of the consistency and brand colors alive. And then we looked and, at all uh, of our assets and we said, oh shoot, man, this, this sucks. We got to change this out. So overall, you know, we improved our, everything in our brand. We did a total redesign. We ended up doing a total redesign on the website is, is what happened next after we changed it to green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but that goes to show you. I mean, it's just, it's always evolving. And this is, Murphy's been alive since 2015, uh, 2015 Brian? I think 20, uh, 2015. Yeah, 2015. 2015. So, you know, here we are, 2020 five years and uh, still making changes. So probably have undergone six, five, six website redesigns, I believe in that time, at least. So uh, it's an ever changing thing. 
now more than ever, I, I'm, I've got it nailed down uh, in terms of the pulse point, because I know I'm just in a position where I know these agency owners probably better than anybody on the planet. You know, I don't know if anybody on the planet is like me in terms of, you know, how many people they speak to every day. But as far as my messaging or branding, I mean, we're there. And that took that took a while. That took five years. And so if I were to start this over again, if I knew what I was doing, if I was listening back to, uh, to the Agency Empires podcast back in 2015, um, and I had a plan in mind, it could have taken me maybe three months. So if you're just listening, um, now that you've listened to everything we've said before about branding, uh, hopefully it doesn't take you five years to do. Hopefully you'll, you know, within three months, but realistically, you know, here's the thing, your brand will start as on day one, on day one of bringing your first customer, all right, versus day 100, your brand's going to look completely different. It's going to change in some way. It's going to evolve. So that's just the way you have to to look at it, but you want to be able to pin down your customer needs. You want your branding to talk to your customers. You want your website. As soon as that person visits the website, you want to build it uh, in a way to where it's almost like a like a say like a funnel, right? So you have your messaging. You've got your call to actions. Everything looks very clean. Everything looks very nice. Good fonts. So um, yeah, yeah, man, tremendously important. Um, for everything that you do. Uh, and once you get it done, once you're at a stage, you know, finally where it's working, you've got 100, 200, 300 clients, um, or not even, you know, most agencies, they, they only need, you know, a dozen, two dozen clients to be kicking butt. That's the reality. if They do it correctly. But, um, you know, for sure, it's it shouldn't take you five years to do. I mean, it should take, you should, you should know what victory looks like before you start your agency. You should, you should define it, right? So if you're just starting your agency, your goal should be, I want to get to 10 clients, okay? And what you do is you get your branding in order, you get your messaging in order. Okay, it's good enough. Let's go, let's go get on the phone. And for those guys that are afraid to cold call, they think it's, it's good, good enough. Time. Yeah, I think too many people focus on the small details. And you're exactly right. It's good enough. It's an MVP. Let's fly. It's an MVP. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you have to read that book, um, The Lean Startup. And that talks about the MVP. And realistically, if it's truly an MVP, you want to have something up and running in 30 days. And that's what it's taken us. Every time we do a rebranding, it sounds like a quick thing. I mean, it sounds like a complicated thing, but really it's not, it's not that complicated. You know, I've seen customers get crazy when it comes to design and it takes months and months to get approval. You know, back when I was, you know, you try, let's say you're trying to get a, a homepage design, uh, approved. So you don't need to be too crazy on the details. Okay. Don't spend too much time on it. Just get it launched. You want to have something up and ready in 30 days. Right. And yeah. Is it like social? It has make sure it's social media worthy. That's it. Like if I post this link on social media, would somebody set the appointment? Is somebody going to come in here and set the appointment or somebody going to call? You know, that's, that's the only thing I would say. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, and a lot of people who are going to be listening to this are going to come from different backgrounds. Some are going to come from, you know, sales backgrounds. Others are going to come from the programming backgrounds or design backgrounds or what have you. At the end of the day, branding and the ability to bring your customers to it and have your customers understand what you do in the shortest amount of time possible, if you can make that connection in their brains, then you've done a good job. But if if you find yourself in a position where customers, they have trouble understanding what it is exactly that you do, that's probably a good indicator that you need to look at your branding and look at your message. So you need to be able to answer these things in the mind of, the, of your customer, right? You want to be able to always do things wanting them, you know, to have a great experience. And I was, I got off topic, but I was talking about the keep the end in mind, right? So if your goal is to have an agency that does $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month, right? You just got to figure, okay, well, what's the average value of my customer? Is it $1,000? Is it $2,000? Is it $5,000? And then do the math and go out there and get your first customer. All right. Figure out what you did to get that customer. Do it again. All right. And then do it again after. And once you've done it about a um, hundred times, then you're going to have a much better idea of of, of what you're doing overall, right? Your core message, you're going to be able to boil everything down into its essence, let's say, right? The whole complicated thing of your agency, boil it down to its essence and do it in one sentence. What does your agency do, right? And uh, here, an example of this is on Murphy Consulting, right? You go to Murphy Consulting and what does it say? It says, getting clients and completing projects can be time consuming and expensive. It doesn't have to be. You sell, we deliver. We've got our slogan there. And so it's, and we've got an image. So you want to be able to connect the dots, right? So if you're that agency serving chiropractors or contractors or the agency serving startups, whatever position you're in, you want to be able to speak to your end user. And you want to be able to know what victory looks like, okay? Because you just can't go into battle without a plan. You have to know what victory looks like. Does it, is it victory at 100 customers? Okay, great. Get your first customer. Then do it. Do it 10 times over. Get 10 customers. Okay, now do that every, every month. And it just becomes that sort of, you know, almost like, like a game, but in uh you know, it's, it's an exercise. It's a discipline basically to be able to get yourself in that state of mind where you're constantly taking your brand and you're making it more user-friendly and boiling it down to its essence. And this is probably at the later stages, you know, of, of figuring out what it is that you do that you're world-class at. And in my opinion, if you're not world-class at that thing, and if you can't tell your customers, hey, I am world-class at this one thing, look at yourself in the mirror and go back to the drawing board. That's my opinion. You need to be an expert. And at the very least, you need to be perceived as an expert if you're going to charge people money for your services. Um, I see too many people, amateurs, getting into the agency business 
And I just got a rant about it, Pat. People getting in and saying, hey, I can build you a website. Yeah, it's 200, two, 300 bucks. I, oh, I can do it in two hours. It just, it boils my blood because ultimately what happens is they do shitty work and it gives the rest of the entire industry a bad, a name. bad name. So, yeah. and please don't do that. You know, when you're serving customers, always try and do the best that you can. Uh, to don't serve. undervalue your work. Charge, charge what you're worth. Charge what and you're worth. Web, Brian, you, what are the current rates for web design, at least generally speaking? What our rates or the the average rate? Retail, the average retail. Okay, rate. so so if you go to Google right now and you type in, what are the average average rate for digital marketing agency, right? And you'll find that the rates are anywhere between seventy five to a hundred all the way up to like 150 some even $200 per hour. Okay. An hour. Per hour. So yeah. what is that if you're putting 20 hours into a project every month, right? Or, you know. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, if you're, if you're generating leads for, let's say like a, a, a roofer and his getting jobs for between five to $10,000 a pop, right? It, you have to know what you're doing to be able to do that. And that's valuable stuff. If you can get this guy 10 new jobs a month, it's transforming, life-changing for that business. So don't undervalue your work. That work costs a lot and you should charge what the going rates or whatever you think you're, you're worth. I think we've covered definitely the overall good ideas of how to create a brand for your agency and what to do with that brand as as it evolves if you guys like and appreciate this content make sure to subscribe and next week we are going to be covering how to get your first clients and some of the onboarding techniques that we use to make sure that they're onboarded appropriately and that everybody is happy you know your agency uh, people work for your agency and the customers. So don't miss out on that one, getting your first clients and how to get them onboarded. Brian, any last uh, last words for this week's podcast? Man, I, I think I think ultimately looking back, yeah, we, we did ramble a bit, but there's a lot of valuable content in there for anybody who who is actually just started their agency or thinking about starting a digital agency. So I think we dropped a lot of golden nuggets there on how to get started because that's always the hardest part, right? The hardest part of anything is taking the first step and starting. And um, I think I think we did a good job, Pat. Let's let's close it out here. And I'm super excited about the topic for next week. It's going to be exciting. All right, Agency Empire fans, we will see you next week. Thanks again for joining. Bye bye. Take care, guys.